rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. What's up, everybody? Yo, my name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. I don't know. Look at my face. Ugh. I'm already messing up the show. Look at this hair. Oh, help me. Um, Sorry I haven't been around the past few days. I try to do as many shows as possible. So I just wasn't able to do them on... I can't believe how fast this week is going. We The last show that we had was Monday. Hopefully we'll get to the point where we'll have enough supporters that we'll have a set daily show at a set time. It makes life so much easier for you and for me, and and especially for the listeners and the viewers. How can you support a show? I don't know. What's the word? How do you, you can't really plan if uh, everything is so haphazard? Like, for example, I know for myself, I have a whole routine listening to Mike Malloy. I don't usually listen to Mike at night. I'll listen to Mike in the morning. I'll listen to him to the podcast. But it's my routine, and I know that he's going to be available after night. Well, his show is 9 to 10 p.m. on Progressive Voices, and I know it'll be available for me in the morning. So, I get it. I'm also a fan of progressive media, so I would be... It's kind of annoying if there's not a set time. So, in order to be a Tarabuster, well, one of the OG Tarabusters, you sort of have to... uh, it's It's almost like another job, in a way. Figuring out what, uh, well, first of all, I always ask you to do so many things like become a patron, tweet about the show, share the show, like the show. So that's a lot. I ask a lot of the viewers and listeners, but look at what we're up against. We're in this together. We only have each other. Um, We don't have, we're not like diamond and silk. We don't have a lot of we don't have billionaires funding us so we so we can spread the fascist propaganda to give the class war that seemingly average joe stamp of approval and that's what they do <clears throat> it's it's pretty disturbing but you see how how successful they've been a friend of mine my uh look at my hair hold on let me fix this. It's going to bother me. First of all, I hear Ray. 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 Come here, Ray. Ray, Ray. Let's see if he comes. He's been walking around free. I hope I didn't make a mistake leaving him out free while we're doing the show. They've been getting along a little bit. I mean, there's still growls and and hisses, but they're they're able to sit in the same room, and that's progress. So for those who don't know, I have a new kitten, an accidental adoption, a foster that a foster fail, they say. Well, he found me. Ray found me. He was living on the street. Ray, Ray, 
Come on, Ray. He comes. Usually does come when you call him, but he and Francis are having a. They're they're hanging out, and I hope they're just playing. And then I hope it doesn't go from playing to an, a fight. <laughs> so I'll, if that happens, I'll have to get up and break it up. But <clears throat> all right, I'm already losing my voice. What was I saying? Um, yeah, thanks everybody. I see the chat room is filling up. If you're on other platforms like Periscope and Facebook, come on over to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash C for channel slash RDT Daily Media. That's Republican Dirty Tricks. That's what it stands for. RDT Daily Media. <clears throat> and then you'll have you'll hang out with us, with the cool crowds. Still haven't come to, yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. Somebody's annoying me on the Periscope. I'm not going to go into these right-wingers every now and then. We know. I don't know why they're, they really congregate on Periscope a lot. They'll jump in and post Trump 2020. And someone just posted St steal another election you haven't come to grips with a legitimate elect no honey come to grips these are the fascists lecturing us the the actual patriots the the people who are capable of functioning in a free democratic society those who get the most votes yes we haven't come to grips with it what we haven't come to grips with, and, and if, if there's anything that we haven't come to grips with, it's the absolute failure of our system. I think that we're in a, in, a national state of PTSD, but we're also in a state of denial. Not all of us, we're not in denial, but there's a, an, a, the establishment, that apparatus, the corporate media, uh, they have a vested interest in convincing the American people that we're a legitimate, we have a legitimate uh, system of government that's functioning, but it's not. It does not, um, uh, it's not functioning when you have repeated, repeated so-called presidents and a so-called Senate majority and a House majority, when the Republicans were the majority in the House, that received fewer votes. There's something fundamentally broken. And you see what's going on now. They're trying to steal the 2020 election. He's been signaling it all along. And he'll find, he has found many co-conspirators, including the dum-dums, the fascists, the brown shirts, now known as the Red Hats, who have absolutely no clue what it means to function in a free democratic society. So instead of playing by the rules, they, what they're doing all over the country, the Republican Party, they're in court trying to get the court, all of the illegitimate flunkies that they stuffed onto the court, uh, illegitimately, uh, those who, many of which have been rated unqualified 
by the American Bar Association. They're trying to get the court to agree with them that the votes should not be counted if the, for all various um, technicalities, let's say. Now, we know that they're utter hypocrites. Hypocrisy is the beating heart. Uh, well, it's the life's blood of the Republican fascist party. The what it what um, in every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism and hypocrisy is really the blood pumping through their their fragile, tiny, greedy, selfish veins. They're they're trying to get the courts to agree that now, as I was saying back in the day with um, Kavanaugh, he signaled. Uh, in the last few days, that votes, well, I mean, how he's going to rule. We know they're all a bunch of fascists who fit the facts around the f- policy. Now the policy is stuffing this unqualified, less vote-getting con man into the executive office again so they can destroy pesky democracy once and for all, put the l- last nail in the coffin, of it so but Kavanaugh already said that oh well it's uh he's he's he thinks it's going to be chaos if votes are counted after election day now if we go back in time all you got to do you don't have to go far just like on twitter on twitler's twitter feed there's always a tweet where he's condemning somebody for doing the exact same thing that he does. It doesn't, you know, same, it's a, it doesn't matter. Rules are for other people, not for Republicans. They're for Democrats, you see. They're for progressives, Democrats, liberals, normal people. Kavanaugh, back in the day when the Supreme Court was stuffing yet another unqualified, less vote-getting Republican fascist onto in, into the highest executive office in the land. Kavanaugh wrote that he uh, it would be an insult to the troops. You see how they do that? They pull the heart straight. Oh, who could be against the troops? Like, uh, what did, was it Herman Goering who said that um, pe- the people don't like war, but it's not that hard to get them on side. Just tell them they're under attack and denounce the um, denounce those uh, who aren't on side for uh, lack of patriotism. It works the same in every country. I'm just paraphrasing, but that's how that's that's. What we're witnessing now. Oh, when Kavanaugh back in the day wanted to insist that every vote, every vote is counted. Now all of a sudden, it's if every vote is counted, it would cause chaos. You see, but back in the day, it was if you didn't count every vote, then you're insulting the troops. Get it? They don't give a shit about the troops, much less the votes. They don't want people to vote. They've been saying this. They 
outright say it. Paul, Paul Weyrich, founder of the Heritage Foundation. We know, and one of these Republican operatives who, just like Lee Atwater, I mean, he's dead now. He's rotting in hell. Uh, or burning in hell. I guess you burn in hell. You rot. Where do you rot? I don't know. Uh, they rot on earth and burn in hell, I suppose. But there, um, he outright said, hey, a lot of you have the goo-goo syndrome. Good government. You want everybody to vote. I don't want everybody to vote. As a matter of fact, our leverage in the election goes up as the voting populace goes down. Yes, of course, they don't want everybody to vote. From the time the progressives declared their independence from the king, these, re these cons have been trying to suppress the vote. They have no in interest in democracy. It gets in the way. You understand? That's why Twitler is so enamored with the world's dictators. Because he's a weak-ass, whiny little bitch. Hold on a second. I have to get rid of somebody else. These people are annoying me. <clears throat> he's a weak-ass, whiny little bitch. Like the rest of the fascists. <sighs> All right. Where are someone's asking me, Billy? Do I take calls? I do, but I didn't set the phones up, so not tonight. Wanna be Randy Rhodes? LOL, Michael Miner saying. My God, these people. Yeah, that's me. Wanna be Randy Rhodes? I'm just. Hey, thanks for the compliment. Now, fuck off. Back to Twitler's taint. Oh, my God. Hold on a second. I have to f figure something out. That's how it goes. I got to make sure something is working. Oh, I have another good, um, good announcement that... Okay, here's the thing. We're going to be... I haven't figured it all out yet, but it's a platform called Rockfin, R-O-K-F-I-N, and I'm not sure about what we're going to do with patrons. We might be migrating over, but for now, we're going to keep the patron page. But there's also there's something that you can also sign up for it, I'm not on it yet, but we're in the process of getting on Rockfin, and I will be offering exclusive content on Rockfin. I think once a week we'll do a special Rockfin. I don't know what we'll call it. We'll brand it somehow. But if you become a member of Rockfin, it's sort of like a Netflix. You have access to all their content, and... That includes the Jimmy Dore show, Ron Placone, Graham Elwood, and a lot of other liberal talkers that are, are on the platform. And then me, I'll be on that platform too. So we'll, uh, and to make it enticing for the viewers and listeners who, uh, who want, it's already enticing, but we'll 
do a we'll probably do a weekly get together haven't figured out the time maybe on a sunday i don't know i don't know yet i have to figure the whole thing out but it's good because you'll be able to sign up and you'll have access to all these other great shows you know what i'm saying i like it i'll i'll as I get um, onboarded, I suppose, we'll, we'll know more about it. <clears throat> okay. For all... Oh, my God. Michael Miner, why don't you fuck off? You see, I don't... I, I'm, I'm done with you fucking morons. For all four viewers? Why don't you fucking do a show yourself, you stupid, tedious, little, tiny boar? You're not the center of the universe, moron. There's other platforms, you fucking tedious little troll. That's all you got out of life, though, right? That's all you can contribute is to go on somebody's channel. You don't contribute anything, though. You don't put your fucking life on the line. You don't do shit, do you? But go on the internet and go, nah, 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 nah. Now fuck off, you fucking coward. Do your own show, Michael Miner. Show me how it's done, you fucking Child, you yeah, fuck off. So sick of these people. Fucking go away. I'm sorry, everybody. You can see my nerves are shot. I'm just tired. You know what it is? It's the tedium of dealing with right wingers. They're the same. All four viewers? Well, fuck off. You don't even have four viewers, Michael Miner. Jesus Christ. They don't have anything to say. They have nothing to contribute. Just like they contribute nothing to civilization. And when they die, the world breathes a sigh of relief. Because the world is better off without them. But that's all they get to contribute to life. Nah, 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 nah. They go on the internet and they offer nothing. They contribute nothing. They learn nothing. So they waste human DNA. Incessantly. So fuck you, Michael Miner. And all of you, all the trolls, I'm done. I will not, I, I, I'm not going to say I'm not going to engage with them, but I'm sick of them. They're, they say the same things. Oh, you got no viewers, I. Well, come on over to YouTube, you fucking coward. Come on over. And we have something for you, you dumb bitch. Now, I, I highly doubt that... You, if wait, you put a show on, who the fuck would listen to you? Not even your own mother wants to hear your tedious 
lie hole spewing whatever the hell comes out of your wasted DNA last brain cell. Do something with your life. You 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 don't want to. You don't like the show? Then fuck off. Make your own show, Michael, and then get back to me with all your viewers. Oh wait, who is here? Oh hi. Wait, wait. Oh no, that's Francis. <laughs> oh, it's only old Francis, not the new one. Ray. Ray, Ray. Everybody wants to see Ray. I want to see Ray, but I felt that, you see how I was like, eh, it's only Francis. I love Francis too, but everybody wants to see Ray. Holy shit. I'm sorry, everybody. How I, I don't know. I let them get to me. I do. And then I, I just got a constant. It's the constant. Of these little bitches who do nothing, who add nothing, who say nothing. They all say the same fucking thing, too. Uh, you got... Well, let's get... Uh, the, the, let's get Twitler in here so he can call me, um, I don't know, a pig or something. Or a dyke. That's all they offer. You understand? They're not, they offer nothing to society. And we have always had to evolve despite them. We keep moving forward despite them. And they prove me right all the time. They prove me right. Because if ever one of them had something interesting to say, if they ever learned something, I would, I would fall over in shock. But that's who they are. Look at their standard bearer. A con man. Who's cheating. That's the problem. If, all, if they won legitimately, we might... Okay, oh, this is where we live. In a fascist cesspool. But they don't. They can't win legitimately. On the basis of what? Their lies... Their class war kicks... I, you notice how Twitler, he has to pretend to care. And this is why I, why I say we will win, because we are correct. We're on the right side of history, the right side of democracy, the right side of, uh, of, of the American people, that's for sure. We are on the right... We are the patriots carrying the mantle of the liberal age of enlightenment. That's why they can't handle it, the fascists. Partly because it's confusing to them. It takes maturity. They don't have maturity. These are grown effing people who go on the internet and what do they do? Nothing. They offer nothing. Now go take a nap, Michael, because that might, must have, you had to work real hard to come up with that zinger. Now get back to me, bitch, when somebody, hey, pays you to sit and fucking talk to four viewers, pay, or pays you to talk to one. Nobody wants 
to hear what you have to say. Oh, you want to hear what your dumb, dumb, dim Führer, dumb leader has to say? Because you're an idiot. These are the albatrosses around our national necks, dragging us back to times that we left in the dung heap of history. So you could go there. You could fuck off and go back to where the fuck you want to live, the Dark Ages, with your dumb Führer. Oh, my God. God in heaven. So sick of it. You understand? It is tedious. Yeah, I guess it should be expected. Wait, I hear Ray. Ray. I had to put a bell on him. Because he's dark. He's all black. He looks like a little puma. Ray. Come here, Ray. Ray, Ray. Come on, Ray. <clears throat> I can't see him. I hear him, but I can't see him. Do you hear that little bell? That's Ray. Ray. Ray, Ray. Come here, Ray. I don't know where he is. All right. Whatever. Oh, relax. Namyo horinge kyo. All right. No. All right. Who's here? I can't believe it. I already, you see, I'm already cursing up a storm. Ray, I hear you. Oh, there he is. Ray. He's in the window. Ray. Ray. Eh. Son of a. All right. Well, they're stealing the election. Let's get back to business. Of course they are. You see, the reason Twitler is having all the rallies that he's having is because he's in trouble. He knows it. But let's not be fooled. He, um, They are trying to steal this election, and they might be successful. But are we going to let them? They're only going to be successful if we allow it. You see the antics that they pull? They're, you know, Twitler, he wants people to die. He wants this country in a civil war. Forget the cold civil war. He wants us killing each other. Of course he does. After, what, what kind of um, monster, unfit, oh my God, Un, I can't, what, what words? What, unfit cancer on the cancer, on the scum on the cancer, on the scum, who, whose stochastic terrorist lingo inspires right-wing terrorists to try to kidnap a duly elected governor and a mayor, other, other representatives. And when he finds out about it, the first thing he this waste of human DNA does is he goes on Twitter and, and continues to attack her. Now, that's somebody that wants the duly elected Democ Democratic representatives to die. 
Hey, wait. Ray. Where'd he go? He, he just walked by. Oh, here he is. Let me see. Let's see if I can show you without. You see? <laughs> Ray. There he is. <laughs> Ray. Hi, Ray. Look at his paw. He's playing. All right, now the camera's not working. All right, Ray, you stay right there. He's a good boy. Where can I put him? So you can see him. Let's see. Uh, still can't see him. All right, whatever. The people on the podcast are probably like, what the fuck? This woman screaming at trolls, silence, and uh, calling cats by their names and hoping that they show up. Uh, calm down. I have to calm down. I don't know if you saw, but we really crossed into... Orwell, everything that we've been saying for years. I've been saying for years that in every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. And we were saying, for years, those who had a clue saw, hey, when we saw George W. Bush, when he was able to get away with being the president despite receiving fewer votes. The only reason George W. Bush was in the White House was because of the Supreme Court selected him. They put him there. They stopped the vote count. You understand? That's when this country really jumped the shark. We should have been in the streets. Oh, some people went to Twitler's, I mean, uh, well, the precursor, George W. Bush's inauguration, threw eggs at him at the limo some people but the entire country should have shut down we should have been in the streets everybody and stopped everything should have stopped that's how they do it in other countries you know in in france for example they screw over they, there's even a whiff of the working class the people being screwed over by a effed up establishment and the whole country shuts down. It's not just those who are affected. Here in the United States of serfs and lords, they've effectively and deliberately divided us and, and thereby conquered us. They keep us divided, especially along racial lines. I mean, I know how we can fix this country. We talk about it on this show. Partly, we fix it. And I hope we get to have the opportunity to push Joe Biden 
forward. We have to push these these so-called Democrats to be the party of the people, pushing them to to stop with this I got mine mentality. That's the kiss of death for any functioning democratic republic, that's for sure. We have to be in this together. Even the founders understood that as hypocritical as they were. Of course, when they wrote all men are created equal, they meant all men. All property-owning men. So, I get it. We've never um, brought our promises to fruition. They've always been aspirational. But, but they understood somewhere in their hypocritical hearts, their higher selves understood that it's e pluribus unum, we, out of many one, that we pledge our lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other. That's what they did. And wasn't, what did, who, I think it was um, Ben Franklin who said, we need to hang together or surely we shall hang separately. It's, it hasn't changed. We have to move forward together. The reason they've been able to divide and conquer us so effectively is because of the, the, the system, how it's all divvied up into tiers. Some people get education benefits. Some people get welfare. Some people get health benefits. Oh, okay, you have to fall below a certain level. And then the, uh, those who are a little higher on the ladder who don't have a clue, who don't understand that the game is being played against them, and it's as old as recorded history, then they, they get resentful. Not at the top. They get resentful at those lower on the ladder. Now, this is a recipe for keeping a democracy from truly breaking out because we don't see each other as e pluribus unum, Oh, no, no. It is, I got mine. Why would I want to lose my health benefits? Because I, I am in this union, and my union negotiated these benefits. So I surely don't want to lose these great benefits, even if that means millions of my fellow Americans all have benefits, that we all have it, that we don't leave anybody behind. I'm afraid to lose what I have. The rest of my fellow countrymen can pound sand. They can eat Advil for all I care. This is a ruse that they've played on us. And we have to not only see through it, but we have to demand enough. We have to disarm the filthy, disgusting right-wing fascists of, their, of all their cudgels that they use to beat us. And one of those cudgels is we're dealing with it right now, with uh, health care. The only reason they can get away with it. They can get away with, um, I don't know, what was I saying? They, don't, they, 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 they can get away with having a system that leaves millions behind. It's because, you know, we don't see each other as fellow Americans and then they, 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 we see each other as adversaries. 
You see, that's the difference between normal people and Republicans. You see, normal people, Democrats, progressives, liberals, democratic socialists, you know, normal people, people understand that humanity is an interdependent species. And that if somebody who says, hey, I'm a rugged individual. Okay, you may be a rugged individual. Great. But that doesn't mean you get by on your, by yourself. If you're so rugged, then F off. F off to a desert island. Leave us alone then. Otherwise, you know, why you want us all pulling you down for, by your bootstraps? Get lost because they want all the benefits of civilization, but none of the responsibilities that we have to each other. And... They tickle those racist funny bones, those I got mine funny bones, and they keep us divided and at each other's throats. And the things that you, well, we can always criticize, the Democrats, which I do, but you have to say that what we're fighting for is we're fighting so everybody has a seat at the table, even those stupid dum-dums, the dupes, the Michael Milners of the world. Even that idiot doesn't have to go beg on GoFundMe for health care. That we all have the a decent middle-class life as the American birthright. That's how we show the world that democracy is um, something that you want to fight for. Where's my little Ray? Ray. <laughs> he's a he's just a real Ray. What can you do? All right, let me see what's going on. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Much appreciated. Let's see who's here in the chat. Let's see. Malcolm, hello. Tex, hello. Hello, Russian bot. Hello, Jim. Hello, Darth. Hello, Covert White Rabbit. Hello, River. And Ed, of course. Ed the first. He is the first. He's usually the first in the chat room. And who else am I missing? Sin City, hello. All right. So we we don't just say that, um, yeah, they hate America. Oh, you know what really irritated me? I wonder if I got this um, video. I was watching MSNBC, as I often do, to I kind of hate watch it. And the, of course... They're interviewing undecided voters or uh, who cares? Okay, whatever. Undecided voters. If you're undecided between fascism and having a functioning society, you should be ashamed of yourself. If you're undecided, let's say, two, how many Americans are dead in three months? Two, nearly 230,000 Americans are dead and this filthy bastard, he's con they've all conceded defeat to the coronavirus, and you're supposed to be cool with that. This is a disgrace. 
It's one of Trump's favorite words. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. This is a disgrace because he doesn't know what he's doing. You, uh, eventually, reality, it, it hits head first into um, the con. There's only so much you can bullshit your way out of reality. That's all Trump is, is a bullshit artist. You got to say he's pretty damn good at it, but they're all a bunch of effing bullshit. I mean, they, they, this is what's so depressing about this country is that I, I didn't realize how, how many co-conspirators, how many willing accomplices they would get, a fascist con man would get. And I think Joe Biden said it at one of the debates, at the last debate. He said, if you are responsible for killing 230 million Americans, I mean, excuse me, 230,000 Americans, you have forfeited the right to be president. And they're still debating. There are people that are going to vote for that effing con man. And it's disgusting, really. They should be ashamed of themselves. And mark my words, one day, well, I say it all the time, you could take this to the bank, unlike Twitler's fake businesses like Trump Network Vitamins or Trump Steaks or Trump Magazine or Trump Universe, all the scams, or Trump Charities, Veterans Charity, Kids with Cancer Charity, his own personal slush fund. These people are disgusting. But you could take that to the bank that one day soon, everybody who cheered Twitler, they're, they're going to be ashamed. They will speak of it in shamed whispers as if they supported Hitler. That's where it's going to go. You mark those words. I'm telling you, take it to the bank. But and when these people are waving... They're made in China flags, they're Trump flags, and all getting together screaming at voters. Uh-oh. Hey, hey, hey. Ray. That was Tara Jr. Ray. Come here. Come here. Ray. Come here, boo-boo. Nobody listens to me in my own house. <clears throat> Come here, Ray. Ray. One day, you'll get to see him. Come here, Ray Ray. Ray, come here. He don't listen. But, um, what was I saying? Yes, one day soon, they will be ashamed. They'll say, when, when future generations look back and say, Grandma, you voted for Trump? They're going to be embarrassed. Trust me. So I'm not sure if you saw. Um, it's already begun. The, right now, the Republicans are in court all over the country trying to get the ju justices, the, some of them installed by the fake-ass less vote getting con man and his less vote getting Senate majority, See, that's where we live, in a country where those who have the less votes are in the majority. 
They're fine with that. Republicans are fine with that because they don't care. They don't give a shit about democracy. It's never about democracy. They love America, though, right? They don't love America. They hate America. Not only do they hate America, they're confused by America. How could you love America and hate everybody in America? You're confused by America, you dumb Trump anzies. America, let me give you a, a little history lesson. America was founded in the liberal age of enlightenment where thinkers, it took, it didn't happen overnight, hundreds of years. These thoughts and writings, some that put people in jail, they were so radical, that said, we don't need a king. We don't need an aristocracy. That's what the United States, that's why the, that's why the founders rebelled and threw off a king. There's nothing more progressive than a bunch of people saying, we don't need a king anymore after thousands of years of intergenerational monarchical rule. There's nothing more progressive than that. And if this were the 1700s, we know what side these red hat fascist bastards would fall on. They would be pining for the king to trickle on them. They would be declaring their lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to the king. Their loyalty to the king and his undeserving heirs. Because they're doing it right now. There used to be a saying in the United States, I may not agree with what you have to say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. Where's, where, where's that? See, here's the problem. Propaganda works. That's why every autocrat, every, every autocracy that has ever been formed out of the ashes of a free democratic republic begins with devaluing truth, where the autocrat tells you what the truth is. So if you love America... Trump Angies, I'm telling you, you're being played. You better wake up and smell the fascism. Smell the autocracy. You're the enemies that the founders warned us about. The domestic enemies. Because you don't understand. You lack the... I think it's, it's also somewhat laziness as well it's so much easier than and it, that's the way twitler is he doesn't like democracy because that takes work it takes energy to build coalitions to knock on doors to try to get people on your side that takes a lot of work it's so much easier to, to say uh off with his head or to wave your executive pen and write some bullshit rule and call it I fixed healthcare. These people are so stupid. They don't even, I'm telling you, look 
Just read a book. Start with the history of Western civilization. And then get back to me. The founders didn't fight a revolution against an intergenerational aristocracy and a monarchy with a, where intergenerational power passed down to undeserving heirs. And that those the powerful, the, those who sat in the catbird seat by, by luck, the lucky sperm club, got to hand out favors to their pals, their loyalist pals, and suppress free speech. Oh, that's why the founders in the, our First Amendment enshrined the freedom of the press in the First Amendment. Because there is no democracy without a free press, without a, an informed populace. And that's why the Republicans have devalued truth. They make up their own truth. Uh-oh, here we go. Here comes Tara Jr. Jr. Come on. Come on. All right, these cats are driving us all crazy tonight. <clears throat> so, democracy uh, and building coalitions, that takes work. It's too, that's, they just don't have it in them. Twitlow doesn't have it in him. He's first of all, he sucks at business. We know that he's a shitty deal deal maker. He's a con man. He's not a deal maker. He has conned you, the Trump Banzies, into thinking he's a deal maker. I'm a deal maker. I'm a deal maker. I'm a deal. Show us. All we have are. All of your series of bankruptcies. We have the fake invoices you created for your fake company that you created so you could siphon money out of your daddy's trust fund tax-free. We have those that your that your sister, she had to, re, um, well, she had to retire. She wasn't going to retire off of the bench because... She was going to be investigated because she was in on that scam. Everything that they have is a scam. He's a scam. The whole origin story, a scam. All you got to do, Trump Anzies, is look it up. Unless you think that fake news, fake news, fake news. We were planning for decades that Twitler was going to... <laughs> become the president despite receiving fewer votes, so we um, went back in time to harass and witch hunt him with when the, when the uh, what was it? Well, he was fined for laundering money for the Russian mob in his tacky hotels, fined for not renting apartments to African-Americans. They said they had a whole sting operation on that one. Sending in undercover agents, African-American agents and white agents, offering with the same, very same statistics and um, resumes. Suddenly, when the African-Americans showed up, the, the apartments were no longer on the market. Isn't that odd? We have a long history Everything is documented. 
him being put on an allowance by the banks because he was a, he he stiffed them him stiffing his workers not paying contractors we have him that's his favorite gimmick that's what he loves to do not pay contractors he'll in fact there was the whole this whole thing in one of his tacky hotels where um one a carpenter a local carpenter you know small business i thought republicans love small business thought he had really got a great he he won a great bid by getting the bid to work in one of trump's tacky hotels to create um i think bedding frame bed frames i don't know whatever he but so he, he worked his ass off and what did Twitler do after the man was finished? The small businessman was finished. He stiffed him. Eh, I'm not going to pay you what we signed this contract. What, what it says on the contract we both agreed to. I will pay you a quarter of that. And you don't like it? Sue me. That's what he does. Because he knows that these small business people, they don't have the money to sue, to go to court. And it's, it will cost them more money to do so, to get whatever Twitler owes them. So they, they end up eating it. And in the end, this particular carpenter, look him up. Just Google it. He said that they ended up, he ended up paying out of his own pocket. To make the beautiful things for Twitler's tacky hotels. But that's what he does. I thought he was such a billionaire. I thought he was such a man of the people. You'd think if there was a man of the people, we would have had some. If there was something about him that he cared. We could go back in history. There would be at least one episode where he did something for the working class. Nothing. There is nothing except him being a grifter, a carnival barker, prowling the discos of the New York City nightlife, showing up, pretending to be a charitable giver so he can get in photographs with people who actually contributed to charities. This is who he is. A, a goddamn scumbag who's never negotiated anything. He's a con man. He sucks at business. In fact, the people who worked with him said, oh, I guess they're all fake too. Everybody's lying. It's so funny how when to know Twitler is to hate him. Well, everyone who who is around him all this, they all come out and say how much they hate him. Nobody comes out uh, of his vicinity and says, what a great guy. But they're all fake, though, right? Fake, fake, fake. But everybody, to know him is to hate him. Now, come into my life for the relationships I've had my entire life. Find, I, I, you, what are you going to find? This is what I mean. If you're a decent person, people treat you decently. If you treat others decently, 
why is it that everybody who leaves Twitler's employ, who gets, they get screwed over, and they start talking. They start saying, what a scumbag. All of them. Except you. Except Trump and Z's. Why, why don't they seem to get it? How stupid do you have to be? Now, these are people that are flying a, not only a made-in-China Trump flag, they're flying flags that say Q on it. This conspiracy will that probably comes from the bowels of the Russian intelligence service. You know it. They're laughing at them. They're laughing at the United States. Oh, I thought nobody was going to laugh at us anymore. The whole world is laughing. And not only that, their mouths are agape. They're in shock. But it's a warning to the rest of Earth. Any country, any country can turn to fascism. You see what they did to us. You don't have to be a political scientist to break it down. Divide and conquer. I mean, it's always about greed and selfishness. So everyone, we should agree. What kind of society do we want to be? Are we a democratic republic that works for all? Or are we, what, an autocracy? Are we an oligarchy? I guess so. I guess we're the latter since we have money, legal bribes built right into the system. That's And it didn't happen just because of Republicans. Stupid chair. Uh, Of course, the corporate Dems brought us to this place as well. If it wasn't for Bill Clinton signing the Telecommunications Act, um, we wouldn't be in this boat. With all the fake, the fake news shit, where you have millions of dum-dums swimming in the swill, right-wing propaganda, and eating it up, just eating it like a starving man. And these are the ones, they're flying the QAnon flag because they're supposed to be so in tune with all the conspiracies, that so many conspiracies happening, except the one that's unfolding right under their nose, that it's as old as recorded history. Divide and conquer for nothing more than greed and power. That's it. That's what it comes down to. All this other shit, it's all a tactic. That's it. The racism, if, if it benefited them to, in, um, to call for a Truth and Reconciliation Commission to heal this racist-ass country, they would do it. It doesn't, but they get more bang for their buck by being divisive. But if it were the other way, they would do it. If that gave them the ultimate outcome of which for, uh, they seek, meaning, you know, enriching the the rich, empowering the powerful, entrenching the power of the already powerful, and and kicking down. On the dum-dums who think they have power. 
Yeah, we can all go through the motions of voting. And then, you, especially when you have a bunch of fascists who are doing the bidding of the, of the very people that the founders warned us about, the domestic enemies that the founders warned us about from within. That's how they're going to murder this country, from within. And they'll be waving the flag all along. Unreal. So, uh, well, not unreal. It's very typical. From the Washington Post, jeering sign wavers, caravans of honking trucks, voter intimidation, or free speech? Not sure if you saw... This is uh, an article, Abigail Hausloner. Jeering sign wavers, caravans of honking trucks, trucks, yes, trucks, flying Trump 2020 flags, and a charged political rhetoric delivered via bullhorn at people waiting in line at polling sites. This is how they're behaving. Is that the way you behave in a functioning democracy? No. These have become increasingly common backdrops to early voting across the country, particularly in swing states like Florida and Pennsylvania. Now, all I can see is that if some fuckers were doing this to me and my polling site, it, would, it only makes me more dedicated to overthrowing them and sending them into history's trash pile where they belong where they're more comfortable. You understand? They're more comfortable living in history's trash heap with the rest of the fascists. Yeah. They're not comfortable in a functioning democracy. No, no, no. Because if they were, it doesn't, they don't act like that. People who are comfortable functioning in a functioning society, in a democracy, they don't have to, they, they do not behave like that. They think that they're only, um, they're only freedom. They think they're free because they can walk around a Walmart with an M16. They think that makes them free. But as we see in every, I mean, in other countries that, that have open carry, I mean, there was a lot of guns in Iraq. Are they free? That's how they celebrate. They shoot shit up in the air. I always wonder where the fuck the bullets come down on somebody's head. That doesn't make you free. That makes you an idiot. Because nobody... You're gonna... You're gonna go up against the government? The government that has drones and nuclear weapons and tanks and... No, honey. That's not why... We have a Second Amendment. The Second Amendment is another residual stench from the from our racist ass history, the slave patrols. And I always really it gets on my nerves too that right wingers and the media, the fake ass corporate media, what is what part of well regulated? Don't they seem to understand? Why? What is this shit? 
They're not militias. These are terrorists. We have one well-regulated state militia. It's called the National Guard. So anything else is not a militia. It's a bunch of unhinged morons walking around with guns and terrorizing people. They're terrorists. As the FBI has warned us and Twitler has suppressed because they don't like it, you know, reality has such a liberal bias and all that the real threat to the American people in this country is right-wing terrorism. Right-wing terrorism, not Antifa. Not this idea that doesn't have a headquarters or a leader or anywhere to send your dues. Because if they did, I'd send it. But these people that they... They're so in tune. They, they go on 4chan. They know all about all the conspiracies. QAnon tells them that, but they don't see the conspiracy that is right there. Rich. Make the rich richer. That's it, dummies. And ensure that the dummies can't do anything about it. Let the rich do whatever the fuck they want to the dummies. Treat them like hosts from which to suck profit. Oh, and if they don't like it, send your fucking factory somewhere else. This government runs to make the rich richer, not to promote the general welfare. If it were that the founders, you know, if that made a functioning society, that the founders said in our founding documents, we form these truths, you know, to be self-evident, blah, blah, blah. All men and women, are, well, they didn't say women, you know what I mean, are created equal. Um, promote the corporate welfare. Then they would have wrote that. Um, we form this government to promote the corporate welfare, to ensure that the rich get richer. Because when that happens... We all get richer. All a rising tide lifts all boats. I love that saying that fascists love repeating. They, I, um, they might be right in that sense. A rising tide lifts all boats, but it ain't the billionaires. That's not the tide. The billion, the the rising tide are the people. We're the ones that keep this world afloat. That's why everything's so upside down. Let me see. Hold on. Let's see. Promote the general welfare. The American Constitution Society. You know what I saw today? Somebody, oh, it was on uh, MSNBC. They had some, I think it was Robert Gibbs, actually. Let me see. He was Obama's press secretary for a bit, right? Let's see. Robert Gibbs, yes. American communication professional who served as the executive vice president of global 
blah, 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 blah. And I was like, maybe I was get I didn't hear it correctly. Maybe it wasn't about him, but they had somebody on from something called the Hoover Institute. <laughs> The Hoover Institution. Yeah, that Hoover. You know, the one that left everyone on the bread lines during the first Republican Great Depression. They really like rehabbing their their failures. Everything that Republicans touch is a failure, by the way. So they go back and they rewrite history, like Reagan. Reagan was a disaster. And we can trace our decline the working class decline right to his doorstep that the end of the great prosperity when you think about that time in american history called the great prosperity it makes me want to cry because that actually existed which it wasn't because a billionaire felt like trickling on us it was because we had trade, tax, and tariff policies and just regulation that promoted the working class from the bottom up, an economy from the bottom up. Here, the truth about the American economy. This is from Robert Reich in 2011. During the three decades... <clears throat> excuse me, from 1947 to 1977, the nation implemented might, what might be called a basic bargain with American workers. Employers paid them enough to buy what they produced. Mass production and mass consumption proved perfect complements. Almost everyone who wanted a job could find one with good wages, or at least wages that were trending upward. During these three decades, everyone's wages grew, not just those at the top. Now, here's an aside. When have wages grown in the United States? They've been stagnant for 30 years now. But I would say, oh, okay, that makes sense. If it was the same for the people at the top, for CEO pay, for corporate profit, corporate Corporate profit is through the roof. CEO pay is off the chart. There's something backwards about this. Now, um, for example, I think you guys, I was telling you guys, I, I, you know, I do freelance work in TV, and I was working for AT&T, uh, for DirecTV, and doing, doing some freelance work for them. And... They fired everybody. I mean, I was just a freelancer, but there were staff people there that had been there for 20 years. And after the pandemic hit, whatever, they used the pandemic as an excuse. They fired thousands of people on both coasts, in New York and L.A. And then <laughs> the CEO announced that he was retiring. The CEO at age 60, you can look this up, let me see, AT&T, CEO retirement. Randall Stevenson, retiring with a, 
steps down. Okay, AT&T's CEO steps down with a $64 million gold-plated retirement plan, which includes a $270,000 a month pension for life. One fucking guy. On top of his millions of dollars that he got as a golden parachute. Isn't that disgusting? And they fired all those people. How many people could have had their jobs still? What is the meaning of an economy? Is it to make the rich richer? This whole trickle-down bullshit? It, we got a, enough with this. Tr there is no trickle-down. It's a ruse. Sort of like Twitler's Trump Network Vitamins. Or Trump University. They made that up during the Reagan years to ensure, to, to give the class war a, a, a sort of economic legitimacy, fixing the facts around the policy again. Remember the Laffer curve? They, they come up with all, this, all these lies. To, they put it on charts to show everyone, oh, look. Now we're going to fuck you royally. And it's you see, um, it's all going to be great because we're going to trickle on you, which is, in itself is such a disgrace. It is, it's insulting. Trickle? You can't even... What is a trickle? Fuck you, trickle. Not a glass... Not a deluge, a del. How do you pronounce that? Deluge. I can't talk. Not a wave, a trickle. A trickle. It's not even a rainstorm. Not. A, it's a. What's going on outside? A trickle. How much do we have to hate ourselves to be like, oh great, we're gonna be trickled on? Really. And that's why they divided us. They needed us nice and divided and so we could not fight back. That's the worst thing that can happen to the oligarchs is that we realize that we're in this together, that we all, Americans, workers, the 99% that we have more in common with each other than we will ever have with these fuckers who are riding us to the bank unapologetically while calling us all kinds of names every time we try to get some goddamn regulation in here so we stave off well it could go either way we stave off fascism we or a revolution every time they attack oh we can't do that it'll sl it doesn't matter how many times History, reality, math, prove them wrong. That it's not a functioning economy when the majority is living check to check. And we prove them wrong all the time. We have math and they say, oh, we couldn't raise taxes. That's going to stagnate growth and you're going to chase the, the rich away. Fuck that. As FDR said, good. We'll miss him. See ya. But that's why we, they keep us divided. So we don't realize how we, we really hold the key to our own imprisonment.
You see what happened with Black Lives Matter? That's what we would have to do in general, all of us together, not go home, not give up. And that's what we're going to have to do when Twitter steals the election. We're going to have to not take it. Not lie, uh, roll over. Ladies and gentlemen, Tara Jr. Jr. <laughs> so here, let me finish Robert Reich. Reich, Reich? Reich. I can't, sometimes I can't talk. I know, you know. It's okay. Let me see who's going on. Oh, God. What's going on here? Daryl Jurgen, go Trump. Go Trump. <laughs> You're, uh, you should be a, a ashamed of yourself. That's all. Okay. Uh, here, where are, where were we? Robert Reich. During these three decades, so he's talking about the great prosperity, 1947 to 1977, that most Republican average Joe morons don't even know about, okay? They, 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 but they all long for this time. This is the irony. Well, it's also typical of them. They all long for this time in American history. They like the good old days. When they're talking about the good old days, they're talking about the great prosperity, but they only like the good old days for the strict hierarchies, the racial and social and misogynistic hierarchies. That's what they like. And white men at the top and everybody in their place. But they don't like it for the 90% top marginal tax rate or the the 35% unionized workforce that made a great prosperity and the taxes that prevented an aristocracy from developing, like the estate tax that the Republicans repealed entirely. Now, how, why do you repeal an estate tax? They worked on that for, for a long time, for decades rebranding it as the death tax, a tax that, like, in one year, three families paid that tax. That's how rich they were. So we're talking about a tax that only the top one point, whatever, one, 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 one percent would pay. And these idiots... When Twitler mentioned it in before they had the GOP tax scam, he mentioned it in one of their Nuremberg rallies, and all of these Trumpanzies applauded. Oh, we got rid of that death tax. Yeah, intergenerational aristocracy. Yeah, that's just like that's freedom. That's democracy. No, wait, wait. You can't have an intergenerational aristocracy and a democracy at the same time. What, but, 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 but freedom. These are stupids. 
when um if you really loved america what you you protect it you you prevent the concentrated wealth the economic royalists like fdr called them who reached out to control government herself that's where we are we're in the new gilded age and they are controlling government itself and then what's really sad is that a lot of dum-dums they've they're the dupes they're the useless idiots in the decline of the american republic and all they had to do was tickle their racist funny bones you know they made it so easy for them to destroy something that was that so many people sacrificed to create so okay during these three decades everyone's wages grew not just those at or near the top government enforced the basic bargain in several ways it used keynesian policy to achieve nearly full employment it gave ordinary workers more bargaining power it provided social insurance and it expanded public investment all right stop Hey, hey. He's looking at Ray. Ray, come here, Ray. Ray, Ray. Go lay down. <laughs> you see what's going on? The drama unfolding. Tara, come here. Oh, get over here. Oh, stop. Let me see. Do I have any treats on me? No. Ray, Ray. There he is. Look at Ray, everyone. Everyone, Ray. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Where am I? Who am I? It gave, okay, so this is, we're reading Robert Reich from his blog in an article from 2011 called The Truth About the American Economy. Government enforced the basic bargain in, um, in several ways. It used Keynesian policy to achieve nearly full employment and gave ordinary workers more bargaining power. Wait, wait, stay. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, I should have put him in the bedroom. See the dramas going on? I want you to stop. Tara, go lay down. Like they listen. It's a pipe dream, thinking that they will listen to me. See, maybe it's too much. They're got to do it in small doses. They were getting along. Everybody was hanging out. Now it's they're starting to, I guess, get tired and cranky. It's too much. I should have put them away. <laughs> keep rationalizing with the cat let us know how that turns out yes i know <laughs> i try i try to talk him into it i'm like S be good he's only a baby like they understand all right here where is it uh i gave or ordinary workers more bargaining power it provided social insurance and it expanded public investment. Consequently, the portion of total income that went to the middle class grew, while the portion going to the top declined. 
But this was no zero-sum game. As the economy grew, almost everyone came out ahead, including those at the top. The pay of workers in the bottom fifth grew 116% over these years, faster than the pay of those at the top, which rose 99%. And in the top 5%, 86%. Productivity also grew quickly. Labor productivity average output per hour worked doubled. So did median incomes. Expressed in $2,007, the typical family's income rose from about $25,000 a year to $55,000 a year. The basic bargain was cinched. The middle class had the means to buy and their buying created new jobs. As the economy grew, the national debt shrank as a percentage of it. The great prosperity also marked the culmination of a reorganization of work that had begun during the Depression. Employers were required by, required by law to provide extra pay, time and a half for work stretching beyond 40 hours a week. This created an incentive for employers to hire additional workers when demand picked up. Employers were also required to pay a minimum wage which improved the pay of workers near the bottom as demand picked up. When workers were laid off, usually during an economic downturn, government provided them with unemployment benefits, usually lasting until the economy recovered, and they were rehired. Not only did this tide families over, but it kept them buying goods and services, an automatic stabilizer for the economy in downturns. Perhaps most significantly, government increased the bargaining leverage of ordinary workers. They were guaranteed the right to join labor unions, which employers had to bargain with in good faith. By the mid-1950s, more than a third of all American workers in the private sector were unionized, and the unions demanded and received a fair slice of the American pie. Non-unionized companies, fearing their workers would otherwise want a union, offered similar deals. Americans also enjoy, enjoyed economic security against the risks of economic life, not only unemployment benefits, but also through Social Security and insurance against disability, loss of a major breadwinner, workplace injury, and the inability to save enough for retirement. In 1965 came health insurance for the elderly and the poor, Medicaid and Medicare. Economic security provided the handmaiden, excuse me, economic security proved the handmaiden of prosperity. In requiring Americans to share the costs of adversity, it enabled them to share the benefits of peace of mind. Well, doesn't that sound like freedom? And by offering peace of mind, it freed them to consume the fruits of their labors. The government sponsored the dreams of American families to, their own, to own their own home by providing low-cost mortgages and interest deductions on mortgage payments. In many sections of the country, government subsidized electricity and water to make such homes habitable. And it built the roads and freeways that connected the homes with major commercial centers. Government also widened access to higher education. The GI Bill paid college costs for those who returned from war. 
the expansion of public universities made higher education affordable to Americans in the middle class. Government paid for all this with tax revenues from an expanding middle class at, with rising incomes. And I will add, we also had enough left over that we the people went to the effing moon. We did that together to show that we could. We did that. There's nothing that we do together nowadays. Would the government do that? To show? What did, what did uh, JFK say? We'll, we will go there because it is hard. Because it'll focus our energies to something positive. The best of human abilities. Now where'd they go? The top marginal income tax during World War II was over 68%. In the 1950s, under Eisenhower, whom few, few would call a radical, it rose to 91%. In the 60s and 70s, the highest marginal rate was around 70%. Even after exploiting all possible deductions and credits, the typical high-income taxpayer paid a marginal federal tax over 50%. But contrary to what conservative commentators predicted, the high tax rates rate didn't reduce economic growth. To the contrary, they enabled the nation to expand middle class prosperity and fuel growth. And this, uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it goes on. I'll put it in the, I'll put it on our Discord page. In the section um articles from the show so i'll just read the last paragraph because to sum it up because he goes through the whole history of the great prosperity how it was dismantled and why we're here so as he writes in the end then now keep in mind this was in 2011 it's even worse now the economic disparity between rich and poor we are now the least upwardly mobile with the widest income gap it's even worse because of trump's and the republican tax scam we were already at a record income disparity which is not democracy and they made it worse okay so he he writes that the economy requires res Oh, resurrecting the basic bargain linking wages to overall gains and providing the middle class a share of the economic gains sufficient to allow them to purchase more of what the economy can produce. As we should have learned from the great prosperity, the 30 years after World War II when America grew because most Americans shared in the nation's prosperity. We can't have a growing and vibrant economy without a growing and vibrant middle class. Isn't that what it's all about when it comes down to it? What we talk about here? Educating the American people, those who are, who are willing to know? I, I, it is shocking to me when I talk to sometimes online or even in real life, and Americans in general, they don't know about the great prosperity they don't seem to get that 
the middle class, they think that the middle class is uh, the American birthright. That all of the sudden it came, it was a natural byproduct of what? The rich feeling like they, um, feeling generous one day? It came through deliberate government policy that prevented the growth of intergenerational aristocracy and the bloated fortunes, as Teddy Roosevelt put it. Hmm. I don't know how I got on that, but <clears throat> it really is always ultimately about that. Oh, you know what? I was, I was talking about Robert Gibbs. That's how I got on it. And because he was on MSNBC and they had somebody on from the Hoover Institute. And I was just, that's where we went there. Because I was like, what the hell? It's another propagandist Hoover Institute. Who, you want to be the Hoover Institute? You're talking about the, the utter and absolute failure of Hoover who left the American people on the bread lines and did nothing? Yeah, that Hoover. That's what Republicans do. Hey. Oh, my God. What a drama. The whole, this whole drama is unfolding behind us. <clears throat> so when we're talking about, well, I mean, it's less than a week to the election. What are we going to do when Twitler declares victory on election night, even though all the votes aren't counted, and he enacts his um, terrorist, right-wing terrorist squads? To They're already out there intimidating the American people, normal people, people who believe in a free democratic society, not like the Republicans. They're out there. Um, I don't see how they could... They re I really don't understand how they think they're the good guys. Let me show you. This is... Uh, we, we started reading this. This is from the Washington Post. Abigail Hauslauner? Hauslauner? Yeah. Jeering sign wavers, caravans of honking trucks, flying Trump 2020 flags, charged political rhetoric, delivered via bullhorn at people waiting in line at polling sites. This has become increasingly common in early voting across the country, particularly in swing states. Why can't I talk? In swing states like Florida and Pennsylvania. Some of the loud displays, often from support, often from supporters, of President Trump often? What do you mean often? You're to, all, all the time. You see Biden supporters out there screaming? Yeah, let me show you. Here's a picture. You see Biden? Oh, thank you, Anthony, for your super chat. And, of course, Jim, for your super chat. Super chats are always open. Just saying. I don't, I, you know, whatever. Everybody's stretched, constantly being asked for money. I know it's annoying, but we got to support the liberal media. Look at this. Where do you see you Biden supporters or Democrats, normal people behaving like this? 
You don't. So here we go again. Another false equivalency. Some of the loud displays often from supporters of President Trump, that is so irritating to me. Often? And particularly frustrating to Democrats, often. Show me a picture of the Democrats acting like this. You can't. Oh, it gets worse. They have, okay, um, these loud displays have prompted local law enforcement agencies to station officers near polling places to keep them, keep the peace. In some locations, they've sparked allegations of voter intimidation. Oh, and some, some people say this, and some people say that, and some people on the right say this, but then on the left, it's all false. It's all this left, right, both sides do it, you see. Some people think it's voter intimidation. Others think it's fascism. Others think it's wonderful. Others don't give a shit because they're clueless. But the ones engaging in it are embarrassment and they should be ashamed of themselves. You see, if this were a functioning society with a functioning media, that's how they would frame it and report it. That they have a flag made in China with, um, excuse me, look at that flag with Twitler, with Trump. Isn't this a desecration of the American flag? I, I think that's a violation of some trade, I mean, uh, some flag code. But they don't, hey, rules, rules. They love the flag so much they put a con man's face on it, you see? They should be embarrassed if they had the ability to be embarrassed. But they're not. They're not embarrassed. They think this is normal behavior. In what history are they the good guys? The idiots screaming in people's faces as they're trying to vote. The idiots, most of uh, the super spreaders, the, the fake patriots who don't know anything about democracy, much less civilization, much less America, they, they couldn't give a shit. They think they're patriots, but they, they couldn't be bothered to even do the simplest thing to save anybody's life, to save a life of their fellow Americans. They wouldn't wear a mask. No, they couldn't do that. They couldn't stay home for two weeks. No, no, no. Liberate. Liberate Michigan. Liberate Virginia. Twitler will need you dead, you see? Because he sucks at everything. He sucks at life. And he wants you to die. He doesn't give a shit if you die. It's not him. Oh, don't worry. You know what made me so angry? He's like, oh, don't worry if you get it. You'll get over it. Look at me. I got over it thanks to the taxpayers again in a socialized hospital that he didn't earn. You know? He never put a fucking thing into the tax till. He don't pay his cover charge. The 
admission price to civilization. He just takes. He sucks on the teat of civilization while stepping on your neck, kneeling on your neck. And then we get to pay. He gets to spread the coronavirus across from sea to shining sea, not give a shit about anybody else but himself. And then when he gets sick, because he basically dared the coronavirus to infect him, I mean, he's, of course. And when he gets sick and he infects his family and the White House, he gets top-notch treatment. All kinds of experiments. He gets 19 doctors, he said. Oh, they're all standing around me. And I'm like, let me out of here. I feel great. I'm Superman. No, you're not, bitch. You're a fucking succubus. That's who you are. You're a goddamn parasite. I'm Superman. No, you're a friggin' taker. Who never paid a goddamn dime to join civilization, who takes and takes and takes the single biggest loser, American taxpayer, paid $750 in 2016? Who who does he owe money to? That's the other thing. All kinds of shifty, shady deals. That's uh, that he because he's he's a he's a he's like the pimple on the cancer on the scum on the cancer on the scum of humanity. But oh, if you get it, don't worry about it. You'll be able to have nineteen doctors, experimental treatment, and free care at the best hospital, paid for by taxpayers. Oh no, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Not you. You'll be told to go home. There's no room in the ICU. And come back when you're... when you pass out from not enough oxygen. Come back when you can't walk and you can't breathe. Fucking son of a bitch. See how much these people hate this country? Oh, Trump, Trump, wave your giant flag. What are you overcompensating for? Anybody calling Dr. Freud again? You don't love this country. Look at all these flags everywhere. You're like like a closet case who tries to who's homophobic. But everybody knows. That's the telltale sign of being a closet case. Oh, I hate fags, fags, fags. Excuse my my language. I can say that since I am a, one of them. But that's what their real problem is. Their real problem is they have, don't have the courage to live authentic lives because it takes courage to be who you are. And they can't, in their rugged individual life, they can't be an individual. Otherwise, they get shunned by the whole community. They can't. They won't be able to wave a big fucking made-in-China flag with a con man's face on it and feel like one of the crowd, one of the dum-dums. Who know the, the dum-dums who know it all. They don't... They know they have the secrets. You see, you don't have to be 
a Freud to figure it out. These are people who are left behind by civilization. That's the, the United States, America, is confusing to them. It's so complicated. It's big. It's diverse. There's so many people that are different. They're different cultures. It's scary. So it, it's easier to be in a cult. And to, to, they walk around. I mean, you're in a cult. Everything. Trump, 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 Trump. It's like the fucking Grateful Dead following the Grateful Dead around. For what? What do you get out of it? You are a sap. They laugh at you. They hate you. Everything is a joke. Everything. That's if they really had any respect for the Trump Zs or the American people in general. Even the normal people. If they had respect, would they hand Leslie Stahl a giant binder full of bullshit? To show everybody their health care plan? You gotta be a stupid. How many times are you gonna be stupid? In one lifetime. And then this is how you spend your limited lifespan? Waving the flag? A giant flag? Why do they have to be so giant? Is that because every we know how tiny you are? That's really it. If you had truth, justice, and the American way on your side, Trumpanzies, you wouldn't have to act like this. It would be obvious. You see? That's why, you know, Twitler is so... Um, these, these, and all of his freaks, they're all, they, they are so envious of civilization because it's so confusing to them. So just say it. I'm confused by civilization. I'm confused by modernity. I'm confused by, by, by all the diversity of life. It's scary and confusing to me. Because all I am, I'm only surrounded by a bunch of dum-dums who think a con man is some kind of hero. So admit it. Just admit it. And you'd be free. You got to wear everything. Uh, a hat, a shirt, a mask. Of Trump? You kidding me, right? And all he does is tell you, oh, while they're fucking over the American people, while he's opening up this, I mean, while, for example, he wants the cleanest, most pristine water, the clearest, delicious, clear, non-parasite-filled water, and the most beautiful air, while pouring more poison into the environment, allowing corporations to fuck the environment, to pollute that one of the fucking first, excuse my language, I should roll it back, one of the first executive orders, this monster, this tedious, less vote-getting con man signed, 
was to allow corporations to dump coal ash into the streams. So, but he wants the most pristine, beautiful, crystal clear water, right? All he's got to do is tell you. Doesn't matter. Don't don't watch what he does, you dumb dotard. Watch what he what I mean. Don't watch what he says. Watch what he does. But propaganda works. You see. Propaganda works. That's why every autocrat, we're on, we're right on course, ladies and gentlemen. Every autocrat, every takeover of a democratic republic, a free people, it always includes devaluing the currency of truth and, well, what else? Stuffing the courts with unqualified loyalists, or qualified or not, loyalists, fakers, assholes, flunkies, minions, crime family. Fucking scumbags. Look at these scums. Wait, I'm trying to find this. There's a video. Where's the video? that I was going to show. I'm exhausted from life. How's everybody doing? I haven't checked in. Do you have your own show going on in the chat room? That's good. Let me see. What was I? Sh- I wanted to find here. I want to find that video. That's what it was. Hmm. Hold on, guys. Looks like the cats have finally exhausted themselves. Oh, hi. Okay, Ray. Hmm. Where is it? Let me look in my history. Police watch as man burns Trump flags at courthouse. Well, good. It's about time. Oh, my God. I just stumbled on this. Good. Look. Oh, my God. That's our dumb Fuhrer. You're burning his flag. (laughs) What are we going to do? All right. Where is it? I'm sorry, guys. I know. I'm annoying. Well, what do you want? You could always become a patron at patreon.com at times like this or super chats or whatever. We are, um, it's always welcome. Maybe I'll get better. The more, the more I, the more super chats, the better I get, I think. I don't know. Or supporters, supporters. 
I'm trying to find it. It's a great video, and it'll be worth the wait when you all find it. That's why I need a. I do need more support to get some goddamn producers up in this bitch. Let's see. Hmm. Oh, maybe this is it. Blah, 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 blah. There's a particular video that I'm looking for. Here it is. I found it. Look at this. This was on TikTok. TikTok. This guy has a sword and is taking license plates and threatening me, saying I have to vote for Trump. Look. Watch this shit. We got you now. Your mother voted for Trump. Your mother loves Trump. I asked her. We got your plates. We got you. That's where we live. And you hear the guy at the end, Democrats, be an American for once. Tell me what part of being an American includes screaming in someone's face saying, vote for Trump. We got you now. We got your plates. Tell me what part of being an American includes that. I'll wait. What part of, look, and here's this, Oh, I just lost it. See this bitch? Not her. Where is it? She walks by giving her this person... There it is. There she is, the fucking bitch. A s oh, look. Giving somebody the finger? Fuck you all. You're going to really look good in history's light, you fascist freaks. And fascism is the ideology of cowardice. And it's definitely not d democracy. It takes courage to function in a democracy. It takes strength. These are things that they don't have. And Twitler doesn't have it, that's for sure. That's why he, he is envious of autocrats. It's easier to wave your stupid pen and say, booga, booga, booga. I like beautiful, clean, pristine string streams. While you're signing executive orders to allow corporations to dump coal ash. I don't know what beautiful and clean and coal ash, in what world those two things exist together, but. And uh, what? Is this strength? Is this patriotic? I don't care how many flags you got. What does that flag mean? to them they have no clue what it means 
They wouldn't know e pluribus unum. They're like, fuck you. They don't give a shit that 230,000 Americans are dead. But they say they love America. And they want to give the guy who did absolutely nothing but lie. They want to give that fucking guy more power. They want him um, and all of his minions to keep destroying the Democratic Republic that they can only pretend to love. They don't love America. I say it all the time. Not only do they hate America, they're confused by America. That's why they hate America. And that's why they have to wear all the accoutrements of patriotism. Because they're not patriots. They have to pretend. Like Trump, you know, like the way he pretends that he's a successful businessman. He puts on a suit. And he goes, you fired, you fired, you fired. And then they put him in a fake set boardroom that does that looks better than his real. He doesn't have a boardroom in real life. Oh, yeah, like Michael Cohen said, he has a shitty, dinky office with a lot of shit surrounded by crap that says that all little uh, homages to himself, trying to convince everybody that he's a successful businessman. And most of all, trying to convince himself because he knows he's a fraud. That's the thing. That's why he's so easily triggered. He can't let anything go because every yeah, you gotta. Oh, I hit back. Well, when you're the president of the United States, you fake ass. Well, he he realizes that he's a fake president too. That's it. That's why he's so tender, sir. Sir, he wants everybody to call him. Sir. He he has this fantasy when he discusses fake things that never happened fake encounters that he had with others pretending to be human or humans or otherwise, they all call him sir. Oh, that's his masturbation material. Sir, sir, sir. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, me, me, me. And you know. Sir. He even, in one of the fake encounters he he told his trumpanzies that he had with his wife his third trophy trophy wife number three the nude model the nude model escort the um he said that she's like she that she called him sir here goes the audio again ah audio did it come back okay she called him sir. Sir? What? That they supposedly were watching Fox News or something. They didn't like something. Sir, I can't believe... Oh, no. It was when he got fake nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize by an, by the fashion. I mean, anybody could be nominated. That's the whole thing. And he, he went home and said, oh, turn on the TV, darling. We're going to be get. We're gonna get some good news tonight. We're gonna get some good press. 
because we're so it's so unfair the way the entire world tells the truth about us and people who don't who aren't idiots understand that we're con that we're a bunch of crime we're a crime family of con artists but turn on the news trophy wife number three and let's Let's see all the great news that's going to come in because I was fake nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize for the third time, even though the deadline was in February. So it's all because a fascist in another country, I mean, they have them in other countries, they just don't give them power the way we have here. You know, they're the fringe elements, they're the minority, the squeakers, the whiners in the corner pining for Trump to trickle on them. So they he was nominated and he went all over. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, darling. Supposedly, trophy wife number three said, Sir, they're not showing your story about the Nobel Peace Prize, sir. Supposedly, Trophy wife number three calls him sir, too. And I don't know. He's got so many fake friends, too. Like the fake friend Jim, who never goes to Paris anymore. Or there's always, He's always talking about people calling him up. Who gets to call him? I got so many calls. When I fired that Comey, so many calls from the FBI. They were like, beep, 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 get the get the president on the get the so-called president on the line. Oh yeah, this is um Agent Mueller. Um, no, not Agent Mueller. Like in uh, <laughs> I I want to believe or what was that show? Um, X Files. Yeah, this is uh X Files. This is Gillian Anderson here, sir. Let me tell you, um, thank you so much. We're so relieved that you fired that person that we loved so much. Thank you, sir. But apparently, Melania said, Sir, what is this, sir? There's no stories about your your amazing Nobel Peace Prize nomination. Because being nominated, it's... An honor just to be nominated, isn't it? No, not if uh, it, it's not a win. You didn't win. Anybody can not. Nobody is. There's no committee sitting around saying, "Okay, only the best people on earth will be in this pool," and they all really deserve the Nobel Peace Prize. It's going to be so hard picking. The winner. No, that's not how it works. So it's almost an it's an honor just to be nominated. No, it's not. Not when anybody can nominate. Oh, they have to. Well, they have to be somebody who works in a in government. That's the stipulation. So any, but they could nominate anybody. And. Well, he missed the, the he missed the deadline. He only put this this same fascist puts the nomination in periodically. You see, because this is a very sick planet. 
haven't you noticed? Filled with very sick people who are wastes of human DNA. And if this humanity ever um, dies out, the earth will be much better for it, I'm sure. The earth will continue. Life on earth will continue. Because we're not, we don't contribute to life on earth. We're, we're, we, I've, I've, I realized this years ago when I was a kid. We're not the top of the food chain. We're, we're parasites. Humanity are, we are parasites to this earth everywhere we go. We don't add, you know, you put, uh, there's a delicate balance in the, in life. We know that the ecosystem, that's why, well, Republicans don't know that. They don't know that. That's why they're like, I'm building a building over here. And then the, the, uh, spotted tree owl or, uh, the, uh, the woodpecker, um, worm, uh, we couldn't build because we had this, uh, this little fruit fly worm pecker worm inchworm, I don't know, something or other spider in the way, you know, just like liberals to do that, to get in the way of progress. Well, let me explain. Dumb, dumb, fascists, stupids, this bitch in the, in the picture, giving the finger to somebody who's going to vote against your fascist dumb leader who received fewer votes the first time. Like his Mitch, like Bitch McConnell. When you remove something from the delicate ecosystem, everything goes off whack. You see? Does that make any sense to you, morons? We've, we've had to deal with morons the entire history of humanity. And I am reminded of, you know, well, you know I love cats. I love animals, period. During, the, I mean, there's, there's, I don't know, there is some, you can't really know 100%, but in, um, in the plague during, wait, hold on. A plague that killed millions of human beings, which in the medieval equivalent, the bubonic plague, we're talking about thir the 1300s, there's a, um, there are some hypotheses that certain towns were hit worse than others, the towns that um, kept cats didn't get hit as hard with the bubonic plague because, well, it makes sense. The plague was spread by rats. But then you had all these dum-dums at the time thinking that, for example, black cats are agents of the devil and they went around killing the cats in the town thinking, oh, well, God must be displeased with us, so let's kill these cats, these de demon cats, and thereby they stopped the delicate balance in the ecosystem that would stop, that would prevent the rats from uh, spreading the plague by 
by the mere fact that there wouldn't be rats in the town because the cats would get rid of them. And doesn't that doesn't that make sense though? Doesn't that I remember reading about that and thinking, of course, yet again, these these fanatics, these demon haunted freaks, that uh, I mean, really have been the albatross around the neck of humanity. Of course, they bring their superstition, their stupidity, and and people pay. We all pay the price. And then sadly, I'm sure at that time, not just the morons got killed from the bubonic plague. I mean, putting the cats aside themselves. <sighs> but that's how stupid people are. We got to live in this world with their stupidity and their superstition. Oh, we have to give credence. We have to give... Oh, oh people of faith, I'm sorry. To your superstition. Anyway, I don't mean to go off on that, but you know what I'm saying. I'm, it's just another example. Conservatism. Period. It is the bane of civilization. Okay. Anybody uh, prove me wrong? Let me see. Hold on. Trying to focus the camera. I don't know. One last thing. Well, where was I? Well, we're talking about the Republicans. They're stealing. They're trying to steal the election. They're in court trying to ensure that, um, here, for example, facing gap in Pennsylvania, Trump cap, Trump camp, excuse me, tries to make voting harder. That's what they do. It's from the Times. Trailing in the polls, Trump and his campaign are pursuing a three-pronged strategy that would effectively suppress the mail-in vote in the crucial state of Pennsylvania. By Nick Corosante and Danny Hakim. Trump's campaign in the crucial battle sta battleground state of Pennsylvania is pursuing a three-pronged strategy that would effectively suppress mail-in votes in the state, moving to stop the processing of absentee, absentee ballots before Election Day, pushing to limit how late mail-in ballots can be accepted and intimidating Pennsylvania's trying to vote early. There you go. Election officials and Democrats in Pennsylvania say that the Trump effort is now in full swing after a months-long push by the Freaks Twitlers campaign and Republican allies to undermine faith in the electoral process. In a state seen as one of the election's most pivotal, where Trump trails Biden about six percentage points. Mail-in votes in Pennsylvania and other swing states are expected to skew heavily towards the Democrats. The state is one handful in which, by law, mail-in votes cannot be counted until Election Day, and the Trump campaign has leaned on Republican allies who control the legislature to prevent state election officials from bending those rules to accom accommodate a pandemic-driven avalanche of absentee ballots. 
as many states have already done. At the same time, the campaign has pushed litigation to curtail how late mail-in votes can be accepted. As part of a flurry of lawsuits in local, state, and federal courts, challenging myriad voting rules and procedures. Because they love democracy, right? Because they love America, right? On Wednesday evening, the Supreme Court refused to hear a fast-track plea from Pennsylvania Republicans to block a three-day extension of the deadline for receiving absentee ballots. But Kathy Bovecker, a Democrat who is Pennsylvania's Secretary of State, advised counties to segregate ballots received after 8 p.m. on Election Day. It's such bullshit. It really is. They are stealing the vote. You may have ancestors who died fighting in wars supposedly for democracy, supposedly for freedom. And these motherfuckers, this tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man and his enablers his and his army of dupes and un-American morons are trying to take away our votes. How dare they? They should be ashamed. If they really if they really love this country, they wouldn't be behaving like this. And if if you lose the election, go out and knock on doors. Figure out why. Remember that Republican autopsy? Where they realized they couldn't be a bunch of racists, they should not be racist. But then they elected a racist, standard bearer, an overt racist to um, be their standard bearer, one who had taken out an ad calling for the death penalty for five teenagers who had ended up later were completely innocent of the charges for which he said they should be put to death. And when asked about it, he said, eh. Would he, would he backtrack? No. You still, well, they're black, so they must have done something, right? That's the attitude. The Trump campaign's on-the-ground efforts in Philadelphia have already drawn a rebuke from the secretary, from the state's attorney general, who warned that the campaign's foot soldiers risked being charged with voter intimidation. Well, Halla effing Lulia. At least charge them. They're all, they should all be charged, these freaks. That bitch with a finger up should be charged. That guy with a sword saying, we got your license plate. You better vote for Trump. He should be charged. Oh, we don't want to trigger the Trump Anzies. It's different l- rules for them. They're the ones they're the enemies that the founders warned us about. You understand? That's why, oh, if they go out and, oh, Antifa, Antifa, Antifa. Who is, who is acting like the, um, I mean, who's acting like terrorists? They are. In fact, well, um, oh, my God. Tex Murphy 
He made the super chat. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you for the steam. I don't agree with a word you say, but enjoy it nonetheless. Wow. You don't agree. Well, that's very nice of you to do that. Well, well, hopefully you'll stick around and maybe I'll be able to persuade you. Text, don't do something that you'll regret and that your future, that the future, or I was going to say, progeny or your, not ancestors, your forebearer. What's that? What's the word? Not ancestors. What's the one? Progeny? What's the opposite? The opposite of ancestor. What's the, oh, successors. That's what I'm trying to, that's the word. Or descendants. Don't do anything that your descendants will be ashamed of. Like voting for Trump. Okay? I'm telling you. That was very nice of you. Now, you've really taken me aback a little bit, frankly. Really. Uh, from your generosity, especially saying that you don't agree. It makes me think. Hmm. What was I saying? Okay. I'm talking about the the traitors. All right. So, for example, the umbrella guy. Remember how we talk about how well, Trump is all like Antifa, Antifa, Antifa. Well, and how, what a threat Antifa is. It's really the left. I don't know anything about the Boogaloo boys, but I know about Antifa. Well, the fact is, for example, Umbrella Man. Remember when that happened during, after George Floyd and there were protests in the streets and then there was some violence and we have that video of the guy walking over to the auto supply store and breaking the windows. Some white guy, masked up, you know, covered up with an umbrella, hiding, because cowardice, you know, breaking the windows of this auto supply store. And the those who saw him were like, who are you? trying to get an answer from him and he ran away and he was like get the fuck away from me and well it ends up that what we uh, we said that that looks like an agent provocateur so two days after the death of george floyd a surveillance video showing a man dressed in all black holding a black umbrella breaking the windows of an auto zone with a sledgehammer went viral the individual, dubbed Umbrella Man on social media, was a member of a white supremacist group with intentions to stoke racial tension, police confirmed on Tuesday. Before breaking the windows, he spray-painted free shit for everyone. This is... Nobody talks like that. Nobody on the left talks like that. This is how the fascists think. 
that, that's what they they think they say we talk like that that's how you know they're that that's how we knew it was an agent provocateur nobody talks like that like there was something on a garage actually now that i'm saying this um suppose there some right winger posted on his facebook page that someone had vandalized his garage let's see with a biden it said something about biden 2020 um fuck the police or something like that and or or anarchy or something like that and we all know it's laughable somebody who's an anarchist is not going to spray paint biden 2020 so this is what they do. They spend their time. It's the same thing what they do with these robocalls to me. I get these right-wingers r- robocalls harassing me. They don't add anything to society. When, uh, I mean, it's like they're not, this is how they're spending their limited lifespan. Tr- making shit up. Trying to get people confused, trying to get people at each other's throats. And really, it's them. They're the ones. They're stoking the violence. They're stoking the division, the hatred. Let me see. Vandalize um, garage. Yeah. Let's see if I can find the picture. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it came up. Look at this. Oh, here it is. <laughs> Trump supporters claim a garage was tagged with anarchy symbol. <laughs> Black Lives Matter and Biden 2020. They they really do think that we're all as stupid as the idiots who vote for the con man. <laughs> this morning at look at this oh my god this morning at 3:45 a.m. our house was targeted by BLM slash Antifa we woke up to a loud explosion and saw that our camper was on fire along with both of Dennis's trucks his garage and our entire backyard thank god our main house is safe Maybe they needed the insurance money or something. We should get to the bottom of that. Our children are saying, thank you so much to the Brooklyn Center Police Department, Minnesota, for helping us get our family out of the house. And special thanks to Officer C. Jordan. I really hope that's his name, because I can't remember. Crying, laughing, tears, I don't know, emoji. And other another officer and firefighters for saving our dogs. Even Hitler had a dog, but you know what I mean. He said it was so hot, they almost had to leave the dogs. Oh, my God. Not dogs. You know how Antifa, nothing is sacred to them. And BLM. He said it was so hot. Oh, thank you, God. We are alive and safe, and I pray that justice is served. The report, however, has been met with some doubts. At posting time, a brief survey of Twitter suggests that only contributors 
To the Federalists believe the act of vandalism is as it seems. For starters, the tagger's technique improves with each letter, which suggests that an absolute beginner with the can. Second, the anarchy symbol lacks the, the usual panache. Mostly, though, skepticism centers on the sheer unlikeliness that someone is of being someone being into anar- anarchism, BLM, and Joe Biden. <laughs> so, which is it, right, right wingers? He's either a uh, he's an anarchist. Joe Biden is like an agent of socialism, which I wish, frankly. And so do you. Um, or he's what? He's uh, he's an anarchist. Oh my God. <laughs> Anarchists burned down my house, and they stenciled a portrait of Enver Hoax. How do you pronounce that? In my driveway, and also the words Clinton Foundation forever. Hoxa, Hoxa. And here are the. Here's the cost. Police Commander Garrett Fleshland said that while investigators pursue a motive, everything is on the table. We are keeping our minds and our ears open. We're just going to let the evidence take us where it goes. As you recall, there was a similar incident in 2016 when a man reported that his driveway was tagged with the phrase, Black's Rule. That's his biggest fear, isn't it? That black people will get power and treat him like he's treated them. That's what he's, keeps him up at night, this old cracker. Nobody gives a shit, old man. We're just trying to get universal health care, higher education, living wages for you too, bitch. <laughs> Blacks rule. I wish <laughs> these people. And where's the other one? Oh, remember who's that lady? The the one who um she put something on her face. What was that? She said that. Let's see, right? Winger. What was you guys remember? What's her name? It says what did she write on her face? Somebody can tell me. I can't remember. You know what I'm talking about. But it ended up she was full of shit. It was during Obama. It was back when, I think, John McCain or something. I don't know. Was, um, Was Obama's, I don't know. You know what I'm saying. Thank you, Haku, for your super chat. And thank you, Covert White Rabbit, for your super chat. (laughs) Paints face. Let's see if I can find it. Woman. Yeah, I can't find it says that she was attacked 
Always a buy a black man, though. Hmm. I can't find it. It's. Oh, here it is. <laughs> now I f see. That's it. Don't have to try too hard. The internet. Everything is right at your fingertips. If you can vaguely remember something about a story 10 years ago, you can find it. Look at this. John McCain campaign worker made up a story of being robbed, pinned to the ground, and having a letter B scratched on her face in a politically inspired attack, police said Friday. Ashley Todd. 20 year, a 20-year-old college student. I wonder what happened to her. Where is she now? Let's look her up. <laughs> what happened to her? Where is she? B, and it's backwards. You see? Because she did it in a mirror. Where? No, not thinking that the person who would write it wouldn't write it. So you can only read it if you're looking in the mirror. Where is she now? What's this? Ashley Todd, fake mutilation exposed. This is... Ashley Todd, 20-year-old college student from College Station, Texas, admitted Friday, Friday that the story was false, said Morita Bryant, the assistant chief of the police department's investigation division. Todd was charged with making a false police report, and Bryant said police doubted her story from the start. I would think so. Dressed in an orange hooded sweatshirt, Todd left police headquarters in handcuffs. All right, all right. Todd is white, told investigators she suspected the man, then noticed a John McCain sticker on her car. She said the man punched her in the back of the head, knocked her to the ground, but he didn't knock any sense into her, and scratched a backward letter B into her face like a dull knife. With a dull knife. Police said Todd claimed the man told her he was going to teach her a lesson in backward lettering, no, for supporting a Republican presidential candidate. You see, that's how in Republican, in their fears, in their, well, they have a fear-based mind, but that's how black people act. They're walking around pushing people down, saying, I'll teach you a lesson for being a Republican. And that she was going to become a Democratic supporter of the Democratic candidate. Sort of like, isn't that odd? So he was threatening her. Well, she said fakely that this fake story, that she was being threatened to become a, a Democratic supporter. Isn't that weird? It's almost like where is that? It's like when this sword-jeering 
sword-carrying freak. Actually said, um, threaten people and told them to vote for Trump or else. Isn't that strange? Because that actually happened, but then we have something that didn't happen. But I don't know. Whatever. Where is she now? I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Where's the end of the story? Let's find out. Police reported Todd's claims as a photo of her injuries made it onto numerous blogs and websites. By Friday, police said that they had found inconsistencies in her story. They gave her a lie detector test. Well, she gave them a good laugh, too, I'm sure. But wouldn't release the polygraph results. Police interviewed Todd after she contacted them on Wednesday night and again on Thursday. They asked her to come back on Friday, ostensibly to help put help police put together a sketch of the black man who assaulted her and demanded she become a Democrat. They just started talking to her and she just opened up and wanted to tell them the truth. Police suspected all along that she might not be telling the truth. Starting with the fact that the B was backwards on her face. <laughs> we have robbers here in Pittsburgh, but they don't generally mutilate someone's face like that. That's what the cop said. Where is she now? Oh, wait, is this her? Oh, it is, but her tweets are protected, it seems. That looks like her. Hmm. How many years ago? Well, a few years ago. Tweets are protected. So brave. That's who they are. Well, they're too busy making robocalls to say that to me. To say, well, hey, good news. We're naming a Pokemon after you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Pathetic. Why don't they do something that doesn't embarrass themselves or prove me correct all the time? They really just want to prove me right it's weird well i am right but they know it that's what they're afraid of that we will all know it and all the other idiots that vote for the republicans despite receiving fewer votes than give them power maybe they they that they'll wake up they might hear something and maybe one day for they'll be like holy shit I'm the dupe of a con man? Look at this. Okay, one last thing. I keep saying one last thing, and we keep going. Maybe we'll have a show tomorrow, too. What do you think? Does anybody care? Does anybody want one? Getting ready for Betty, says Chris Dorzio. Um... Have one on Tuesday. Oh, God. Election night. Oh, my God. Whew. Well, yeah, we'll probably do something. 
Holy Christ. I can't handle it. We'll have to get together. It might not be a regular show. I don't know. I have to see. We should get together, though. It's going to be a nightmare. Maybe that's a good time to have the phones open. Yeah. Right. We'll have to do something. Maybe that's a good time to do a Rokefin only content. Get people to sign up on Rokefin. I haven't completed my profile there yet, but this is, as I was telling you guys earlier, it's a new platform. Not everybody can be on it. Okay? I had to be invited. So that's a good thing. So it's not like you can go. It's not like YouTube where you go and create a um, a profile. And you could just put up content. I had to be asked to join the other liberal commentators and independent liberals on, on Rokefin. Not, and it's not just that it's not just um liberal content they also have sports and all other stuff and if you become a rokefin member and i think it's about ten dollars a month like a netflix or something you have access to all all it's like netflix in that way too like you go on netflix you make you pay your subscription and you have access to all their content. It's the same thing. And I will be bundled with um, Jimmy Dore, Ron Placone, who else? Glenn Greenwald, and others. That's all I got to say. Others. Oh, God. Wayne Dupree is on there. Oh, God. Isn't that a right winger? I guess you get right wingers on there, too. Am I wrong? Official? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne Dupree. <sighs> oh, well. They're entitled. Is he? Or maybe I'm getting him. Um, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm right. I'm right. Okay. All right. Who else is on there? Hmm. Many others. I'll find out more. All right. I want to thank everybody. Why not? You guys are great. I'm sorry for screaming in the beginning of the show. Oh, here's the last thing I want to say. A couple of things. <laughs> Don't I always do that? Not only... All right, let's get prepared. Twitler, they're going to steal the election. I wanted to play this one video only because it's pathetic. You probably saw it already. It's Martha McSally. Martha, come up just fast. Quick. Fast. Fast. Come on, quick. You got one minute. One minute, Martha's sake. They don't want to hear this, Martha. Come on, let's go. Quick, 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 quick. Come on, let's go. Great. I'm coming. Thank you, President Trump. 
you got any dignity left, Martha? Quick, quick, quick. Come on. Nobody wants to hear you. Get up here. Come on. Come on. Quick, 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 quick. They, they should be embarrassed. And that's why I tell anybody who is a Trump that walks, you know, happens to drunkenly stumble here onto Terror Buster and uh, try to, you know, call me whatever, a loser, a, uh, a dyke, a, uh, or say Trump 2020, which, I mean, you're so boring, please. I, I'm trying to, to have an intervention with you, really. Don't you don't want to waste your limited lifespan as the dupe of a con man? You don't, and being a right wing dupe, there's no other way to put it. That's a terrible way to go through life. It's sad. So come on, please get a clue. Wake the f up. You're you're really um, there's nothing great about a con man, a racist, tax cheating, draft dodging con man, dictator envying con man, America hating con man, who I, I at his at one of his Nuremberg rallies because he, he was having so many today that because he's not he's having a lot of rallies because he's they squandered. Their campaign funds. You understand? We did that whole story on that. Because he sucks at business. And he's a thin-skinned narcissist. So he spent millions of dollars, for example, in um, running an ad in Washington, D.C. to counter a Lincoln Project ad. Because he couldn't let the Lincoln Project sit there and say something without him having to waste money in Washington, D.C., and the reason why, because here's the other reason. It's it's all connected. He he is in Washington D.C., so he's getting the Washington D.C. feed of whatever whatever channel they bought the did the ad buy on. I guess Fox News probably right. So he's he's getting that he wants to see himself. You see, he wants. To be like, oh, look at me, everybody. He enjoys that. In fact, one of these other, um, the insiders that pour out and anybody who gets close to the, um, the dictator envy and con man, when they finally wake up from the trance, they talk. They they reveal. It's not that they something that we already know that he's a a loser and a con man, but that he's a he's a tedious, uh, thin skinned narcissist who has no clue about business, and you know he he can't just he's not a, he's not mature, so. He's not a grown man. And that's what they they pour all this money into this th- that's if you ever gave him 5 bucks, he blew it. They wasted your money. That's why he's doing all these rallies, too, cuz he can't 
run ads. He's even said it to the people who stand there as the narcissistic supply for a con man. They, they willingly stand there and let this con man suck up their energy. That's a phenomenon. It's called narcissistic supply. They need it. He secretly understands that he, he's a fraud. So that's why part of his narcissism is that he needs constant validation because he understands that he is a fraud. And anybody who knows that gets, of course, eviscerated, but everybody knows that. That's the secret. He, you know, we already know he's a con man and a, and a fraud. He sucks at business. We have the receipts. We literally have the receipts. We know he's a, a if he was if he was an, if he was actually successful as a businessman, we would have seen his tax returns already. But the fact is, he's not successful. Everything about him is a fraud. So, if you're a human being and you have this limited lifespan that we're sharing the same air, the same planet, the same country at this in this small blip of time. It's a very it's a sad way to waste your limited lifespan as the dupe of a con man. So I'm imploring you to please try to wake the f up. For your own sake, for the st sake of your descendants, so they don't have to look back and be embarrassed. Because trust me, they're going to be. History is not going to look back on Twitter with any kind of, with uh, any rose-colored glasses. That's what he will be. Reviled in history, even more than the normal people of Earth revile him now. You can mark those words, and you know it. Somewhere in there, if you're a trump you know it. He's not, a, he's not a successful businessman. He's not a successful president. Now, you tell me what you would think and say, what Fox News would be thinking and saying if Barack Obama killed uh, 230,000 thousand Americans in three months. What do you think? Please. And he's, he's the economy. I don't want to hear that. Oh, the great economy. Yeah, agreed. They poured more. They That's what they did. I mean, he created. That's the GOP tax scam. They they dump more money into the mouths of the, the rapacious, great, gaping mouths of the rich, of the one, the top 1%. But you still can't save money for retirement. You're 80% of your fellow Americans. If you're not one of them, God bless you. But 80% of the American people are living check to check. That's not a great economy. And if you think it is, then you're... You're a sucker. Don't be a sucker your entire life. That's a sad, wasted life. You don't want to be a sucker. You don't want to be a collaborator either. How the collaborators 
ever, they never age well. You understand? In history, look at any, any, any um, government that's ever been overtaken by a fascist or an autocrat. Well, whatever. Slim difference. And they find, they find collaborators. You always will find collaborators, just like we find collaborators now in the decline of the American Republic. And they were always on the right. Oh, yeah. When a fascist takes over a country, an autocrat takes over a country, the right-wingers of that country collaborate. You show me a different story. And I'll talk about it on the air. Find me an example in history. And the liberals, the progressives, the normal people, the socialists, the communists, like in Nazi Germany, they become the resistance. In France, in Poland, when the Nazis stormed in and took over, they found many willing co-conspirators in the conservatives. But how did they age? What happened at the end? I think that they got their just desserts. They don't, and they don't, um, history does not look kindly on them. Like, for example, the, uh, the freedom fighter, Sophie Stahl, Stahl, am I saying her name correctly? I Sometimes I have a hard time with different words. With I mean, letters together. I always think about this. She's the young woman who, uh, the White Rose Society. She was, I think, 20? White Rose. Stahl. S-C-H-O-L-L. Her, her brother, a few others, they went around German. They were students. Her brother was in the Hitler, he was uh, Hitler youth. And they went around Germany posting anti-Nazi pamphlets all over, telling the German people to rise up, to speak up, to um, stand up to the criminal fascists. And... They both got, they got caught, her and her brother and one of the other members of the White Rose. Trying to, I want to say his name. That's why I'm looking it up. Sophie Shaw, Shaw. Yeah, not Shaw, Shaw. I'm saying it. And her brother, who's the other guy? They were executed. Well, the what I the point is is that her okay her brother Hans and who's the other guy they were all executed in uh, for this act of defiance, but the reason they were arrested in the first place was because they were caught. Well, a janitor saw them they were i think it was at the university of munich where they threw the pamphlets over a balcony and a janitor saw them and he the janitor um went to the gestapo and and reported him 
reported them. And that night that Sophie and her brother and their friend were killed, were they were guillotined, the Nazis had a big rally where the janitor was the guest of honor and they praised him for his patriotism and for turning in these traitors. That's who the conservatives are, you understand? That's you. That's the Trumpanzees. You're not going to age well. The janitor is not a hero. We understand that. Sophie Shaw understood that. You're the bus driver who told Rosa Parks to get to the back to give up her seat. (sighs) That's who you are. That's who the right-wingers are, the conservatives are. Yes, okay, here it is. Christopher Probes, Probost, P-R-O-B-S-T, Probes, is the third White Rose member who was executed. Look at him. I mean, he looks like a movie star. It's so sad. Young, uh, young people, 20-year-old, young human beings who stood up and risked it all. So which side of history do you want to be on? Martha McSally? You think you're on the right side of history? I don't care. They waved a lot of flags, too, in the Nuremberg rallies in Germany. Oh, yeah. Fucking Jesus Christ. Where's my friends? All right. <clears throat> I want to thank you all for hanging out. We'll try to do a show tomorrow, and we'll also try to do a show. Of course, we'll not try. We have to do a show Saturday, and I'm going to try to figure out the situation with Roquefin. R-O-K-F-I-N. I know that's like another thing you got to sign up for. But it'll be worth your while. I'll have to... We'll have to... What do you call... Um, we're going to have like a Roquefin-only content. That's the way it's going to have to be. Maybe once a week. Right, guys? What do you think? Okay, one last thing. <laughs> I keep saying that. What time is it? I don't wanna, I, I'm not a big fan, I have to say, of Paul Krugman. He gets on my nerves, especially his hatred for Bernie. He, it pisses me off. Uh, during, I, I don't agree with him in many ways. His whole thing with um, universal health care, he's constantly decrying universal health care, saying, oh, it's uh, pie in the sky, blah, blah, blah. But um, sometimes 
I do enjoy his writings. Like he wrote, um, this is from the Times for today, Lies, Damn Lies, and Trump Rallies. We're only looking at, I think you guys are way, way beyond. There's a, there's a delay. It's very, it's a lot. It's a long ass delay. I'm looking at the feed and, okay. All right. Who are you going to believe? Me or your own eyes? This is by Paul Krugman. Donald Trump lies a lot. In fact, he lies so often that several media organizations try to keep a running tally, try, and even try to draw political inferences from fluctuations in the number of lies he tells in a given month. Although Although the trend has been relentlessly upward. But we've crossed some kind of threshold in the past few weeks. It's not so much that Trump is lying more as that the lies have become qualitatively different and even more blatant and increasingly untethered to any plausible political strategy. Back in the day, Trump's lies tended to be those like those of like his repeated claims that he was about to unroll a health plan that would be far better and cheaper than Obamacare while protecting pre-existing conditions. Those of us following the issue closely know that there was no such plan. Indeed, there couldn't be, given the logic of health insurance. We also knew that he had made the same promise many times and never delivered. But ordinary voters aren't experts in health policy and might not have remembered all those broken promises. So there was at least a chance that some people would be fooled. In a way, Trump's claims to be the wait, wait, excuse me. In a way, Trump's claims to be the victim of a vast deep state conspiracy were similar. They were obvious nonsense to people familiar with how government actually works, but many voters aren't experts in civics. And the conspiracy theorizing, like his claims that all negative reports are fake news, helped shield him from the awkward facts. But Trump's Recent lies have been different. On Tuesday, the White House Science Office went beyond Trump's now standard claims that we're rounding the corner on the coronavirus and declared that one of the administration's major achievements was ending the COVID-19 pandemic. Who was that supposed to convince when almost everyone is aware that not only that the pandemic continues, but the coronavirus cases and hospitalizations are surging. All it did was make Trump look even more out of touch. But wait, it gets worse. In the last in last week's debate, Trump declared that New York is a ghost town. Eight million people can see that with their own naked eyes, that it isn't. On Monday, campaigning in Pennsylvania, Trump repeatedly claimed that thanks to the state's Democratic governor, you can't go to church. Thousands of church-going Pennsylvanians know that's simply not true. On Wednesday, campaigning in Arizona, Trump went on a rant about California where you have to wear a special mask 
You cannot under any circumstance take it off. You have to eat through the mask, right? Right, Charlie? It's a very complex mechanism. As 39 million California residents can tell you, nothing remotely like that exists. Again, who is this supposed to convince? It's hard to see any political upside to such ludicrous confabulations which demand that people reject their own direct experience. All they do, and I hate to say this, but it's obvious, is raise questions about the so-called president's stability. Well, he says president. So what's going on? Trump wouldn't be the first politician to lash out wildly in the face of electoral defeat. You won't have Nixon to kick around anymore, remember? Also, that Roy Moore defeated in Alabama's 2017 special Senate election never conceded, and he still hasn't. In fact, almost everyone expects the mother of all temper tantrums, quite possibly including calls for violence if Trump does, in fact, lose next week. Look at Ray. <laughs> to some extent, he may just be getting an early start. But there's also, I argue, something deeper going on. What's, what Trump has been revealing more clearly than ever before is that he has a totalitarian mindset. After those bizarre claims about California masks, I reread George Orwell's classic essay, Looking Back on the Spanish War. Observing Spain's fascists and their fellow travelers, including many of the British press, Orwell worried that the very concept of objective truth is fading out of the world. He feared a future in which if the leader says that two and two are five, well, two and two are five. The point is that for Trump and many of his supporters, that future has already arrived. Does he believe that there's any truth behind his bizarre claims that Californians are being forced to eat through complicated masks? That's a bad question because he doesn't accept that there is such a thing as objective truth. There are things he wants to believe, and so he does. And there are things he doesn't want to believe, so he doesn't. What's scary about all this isn't just the possibility that Trump may yet win or steal a second term. It's the fact that almost his entire party and tens of millions of voters seem perfectly willing to follow him into the abyss. Indeed, current Republican strategy is almost entirely based on trying to scare voters that bad things aren't happening. Like a vast wave of anarchist violence sweeping America's cities, while not noticing bad things that are really happening, like a pandemic and climate change. This strategy may work or it may not work. This year, it probably won't. But either way, it will poison America's political life for many years to come. And absolutely, 100% true. That's the damage. What, what do I say all the time on the show? It's not him. What's wrong with the rest of them? We expect a con man to be a con man. A fish has got to swim. A bird has got to fly. 
and a con man has got to lie. But the rest of them, the rest of them, do they have to go along with it? No, no, no actual patriot. No actual true American, somebody who really loves this country, no, no, no patriot would go along with this. <sighs> and continue to believe the lies in so many, in the face of so much evidence to the contrary. They would believe the con man with the fake university who doesn't pay his taxes, the vitamin scam, the one who is mandated to go to a seminar with the rest of his useless, wasted DNA spawn, a seminar to teach them how not to steal from a charity. And all the lies that they never stop telling. Everything. If they really cared about the American people, they would tell the American people, your real threat is right-wing terrorism. That's what, the, that's what we see with our eyes, and that's what the FBI says. That, no, Antifa isn't looting and rioting. In fact, some of the, the, the incidences that we, tell, we told you about here were actually agent provocateurs. Like Mike Pence said, uh, talking about um, a police officer that was killed, was shot, but he neglected to say that he was shot by a right wing, a boogalo boy. And the boogalo boy is one of these um, incels, these wasted human DNA, these, these um, antagonists of democracy, um, shot into a police station because they want to start a race war. He's shot into a, a police station yelling, justice for George Floyd. Do they really want justice for George Floyd or they want everybody at each other's throats? Who's the real terrorist here? You got people that just are trying to have America, have that conversation with America that we need to have in order to move forward together, the conversation about our racist-ass history, and then we have a whole bunch of other people that are lying and pretend and acting in terrorist ways, acting as agent provocateurs, committing crimes of violence, shooting uh, uh, Americans in the street, shooting into police stations, breaking windows, spray painting stupidity on people's garages and setting things on fire themselves to charge the opposite to, to charge us normal people with the very things of which they are guilty look in the mirror you're on the wrong side right wingers wake up it's really you're not going to age well 
in the light of history. I'm telling you right now, you never do. Be on the right side of history. They don't have statues to that janitor in Germany. They do. They, they remember the White Rose Society and Sophie Stahl. Man, oh, man. All right, my friends. It's unreal. And we'll see what happens. We will see what happens tomorrow. Before we go, let's remember that it's not the... It's not the 200,000 Americans, 230,000 Americans who are, um, are the victims. It's real. It's Trump. In California, you have a special mask. You cannot, under any circumstances, take it off. You have to eat through the mask. It's a... <laughs> right? And they don't realize those germs, they go through it like nothing. They look at you with that contraption and they say, that's an easy one. I'll go right through with the food. And boy, you know, when you have spaghetti and meat sauce, that mask is not looking. You walk out, it looks like you got into a fight. Okay, not true, but he was on a roll. And over the past few days... You know, we just left Wisconsin. Hold on. Here's where Trump, here's the montage of Trump um, decrying himself, telling us all what a victim he is. In California, you have a special... That's easy, right? You know, we just left Wisconsin. It was cold. I'm doing three, four of these a day, and you think that's easy, right? You know, we just left Wisconsin. It was cold. Michigan, it was cold and raining. It's freezing and it's raining. And the rain was going, you know, sideways, like one of these jobs. I mean, I'm standing here freezing. At least you're down there with each other. I'm all up here and that wind is blowing. And I'm sitting in the hottest sun I've ever felt. This is hot. You're going to see me tomorrow. I'm going to look like a lobster. You're going to say, look what we did to him. Fuck. Uh, he's like doing an open mic for his manias. And those people are just, all right, hey. Where's my cats? Ray. Ray, Ray. Where's Ray? Come on, Ray. Ray, Ray. Ray. One day you'll see Ray. <laughs> I was hoping for the big finale. Ray would come out and I could hold him for the camera, but he's not cooperating. Ray. Ray, Ray. Oh, well. <laughs> Isn't he? He's so tedious. Or not Ray. Twitler. Andrea. Right? All right. Guys. You've been great. I got to go. I got to go get unconscious. Because in my unconsciousness, there are no more publicans. 
It's only dreams and... What? Tex? Oh my god. Being your regular audience won't donate. I gotcha. Come on, guys. We can get her some love. I like listening to your rants. Thank you, Tex. Please. Keep coming back. Tex, you're showing it how it's done. You really are. That's the problem with liberal media. We're all on a budget. So, I don't... I say... if I need Yes, we need the support. We also need everyone to share the show. I ask a lot of people. But Tex, um, yeah, thank you very much. You're the best. I really appreciate that, especially if you're, if you mean it, that you don't agree with a word I say. That's pretty interesting. Thank you. I hope you keep coming back and not to, you don't have to keep donating like that. That's amazing. But just keep coming back. Like if you hit the subscribe and the notification bell, you'll be able to, you'll be informed when we go live. Hopefully tomorrow night we'll have another show. That'll be fun. And we'll talk about what we're doing, what we're going to do with the Roquefin account. There will have, like I was saying, there will be some Roquefin only stuff going on. We Maybe we can discuss what we would like to do. What that could be. Maybe that could be a Sunday get-together. With a, We can open the phones. I don't know. I'm thinking. What else? And, of course, Tuesday. That's going to be, wow. Can you believe it? We're, it's here already. But, we, well, we live in interesting times. All right, guys, 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 guys. Ray, 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 Ray. One more try. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. The tamer he gets. He's still really, um, he's, what's the word? He's jumpy. When he hears noise outside, he runs under the bed. It's sad because for those who don't know, he was a street cat. He's only lived on the street came to me he's only six months old though he's young he came over he wasn't having a good time out there he was starving probably he's nothing but bones skin and bones so and he's it makes me sad because every time um there's a horn or a truck goes by and we're on the seventh floor but he he runs. He still runs under the bed. So it makes me know that that's probably how he lived. In fear, hiding. Makes me sad, the poor thing. And then it makes me sad thinking about the ones who are out there right now. All the little animals. So be nice. Be nice to animals. We have to, I don't know, compassion. Compassion is strength. Hi, Tara Jr. Jr. Come on up. Come on. Come. Come. Get up here. Are you coming up? 
No, you see? Get up, get up. Come on. Up. Come here, you big baby. He's a big baby. He went to the doctor, and he's doing good. He, he was throwing up, I told you. But they found nothing. I don't know. Maybe he was sick. They took his blood. That's why his neck is shaved. But he's doing well. He's got good blood, right? Good blood. Good insides. That's what we like. All right. My friends, thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you, Tex and Jim and Anthony and Haiku and Covert White Rabbit for your super chats. And yes, it's ready for Betty. Get ready for Betty. Let's get unconscious and dream of a world where we're pushing the corporate Dems to the left and not fighting fascism. Well, that, that's a better way. That's a more hopeful way to spend our days, right? You guys are great. Let's see what happens tomorrow. Hopefully we'll have a show and remember what I say. We know it. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. And we will win. Because we're the real patriots. We stick together, we win, is another way of saying e pluribus unum. We don't leave anybody behind. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. And I'll see you very soon. <laughs>